What are we supposed to do for money? All I've got is my frequent taffy eaters card, my first mustache, and this picture of me and my old girlfriend, Michelle, and that ski instructor she was just friends with. Welcome to the world of tomorrow! So here's what I wanted you to do. I wanted you to do, and don't forget when they wake up, say, Welcome to the world of tomorrow. Uh Uh-huh. Welcome to the world of tomorrow. I get I get it. That would have been fun. That would have been fun. For our last episode? Yeah. Well, maybe you should have told me that before I fucking did it. Do you want to do it again? <laughs> you know what? No. Welcome to <laughs> Two Bad Neighbors in the 31st Century, a Simpsons podcast that became a Futurama podcast that has gone off the rails. <laughs> I am one In of your... the toilet, one might say. <laughs> I am one of your hosts, Greg... Not a not a robot anymore. Not a robot. He's dropped not a, a bit. Not a fake name. Because <laughs> uh, my name's Alan. I'm your other host, and mm-hmm. we're gonna we're gonna get a little real. Yeah. Right now, let's get a little real. Let's get a little real. Okay. And then a little goofy. I wasn't planning on getting real, but no, I'm, I'm I'm always ready because I live in the real world. Yes. <laughs> Bam. Um. This is the end. This is the end. This, this is the is end it. of Futurama. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, For loyal listeners, you know this was coming. Yep. We mentioned it in the past few episodes. Yep. Um, we we tried. We did. We tried to go through Futurama. We got two seasons done yep. out of four. Yep. And I just can't imagine doing two more. I can't either. <laughs> Especially because it's just been hard to be motivated to do these. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You all know. You all know. You've been you've, listening. You've been listening. You've been writing in, telling us how much we suck. <laughs> really? Well, no. <laughs> but there's, I mean, there's definitely a a, a noted uh-huh. uh, lack of enthusiasm for uh-huh. our main subject. Uh-huh. Um, we have many other subjects we much more enjoy talking about, and we often do, and we often do. Yeah. And that's why we decided to pivot. Yes. Once again. Yes. And we will reveal what that pivot is going to be. At the end of this episode, yes, yes, because we want we don't or want we you to just uh, could do it now. We could do it now, but then like, do you think people would just like be like, "Great, stop." Well, podcast. we often don't start talking about the episode of Futurama until like fifty minutes in, right? Should we flip it though? Should we do Futurama first and then the rest of the bullshit? Yeah, <laughs> I think we tried that's doing you, that. For that's a what minute. you said. You're like, I have some thoughts about this episode, and yes. then let's talk about anything else. Great. Great. Yes. Yes. Um, so we are here to talk about the Cryonic Woman, mm-hmm. the nineteenth episode of season two, written by Jay Stewart Burns, directed by Mark Irvin. Original air date December third, two thousand. And this is uh, ostensibly the season finale of season two. Although, as many of you know, the produ- or the airing order was so fucked up. It's actually it, it was aired as uh, episode three of season three. <laughs> Um, which is weird because this episode is, does feel like a concluding kind of cyclical episode in a it way. It does. It's a smart placement of an episode if it's a season finale, which especially in a non-serialized, mostly non-serialized mostly show. Non-serialized. And a show that they basically week to week were never sure if they'd get picked up for another season. Mm-hmm. 
right? And so my understanding is the same thing happened with this episode slash season. That's why it's the finale of season two. They kind of did it as like, uh, well, if we don't get picked up for another season, let's kind of have a pseudo finale feel to it, series finale feel to it. Does this um, does this show have the most of those? Probably of any show. I w- I would guess so. I mean, I mean, there's probably some others. Mm. I can't think of a better one though. Yeah, yeah. Because if you think about it, you got this one, and you got uh, the one that ends up being the finale of this run, the Devil's Hands are Idle Playthings. Um, there's, and you know, there might be another one in season three, like season three's final episode. Actually, let me look up what season three's final episode is. Um, but then, of course, the movies, uh, which act as finales in a, in a lot of ways, and then the new run had a finale, and then uh, Comedy Central run had a finale. And now it's coming back, baby. So it's going to have a finale again. It's going to have a finale again. Everything's a finale. Um, <laughs> how do I look this up? Uh, Futurama Season 3. Uh, fucking hell. This is great. This is so stupid. Why did they do this? Uh, okay, the Volume 3 box set. So I think this is actually... The production order. There we go. The finale of season three was the thirty percent Iron Chef. What? What? Which one's that? Bender receives culinary lessons from the great chef Helmut Spargel uh-huh. and puts his skills to the test on national television, where he competes against Elzar. Oh, is on this Iron the Cook. one where Zoidberg has the guilt, the unbearable guilt? I think it might be. Yeah. Oh, doctors! Yeah, Doctor Zoidberg accidentally destroys Professor Farnsworth's ship in a bottle and pins the deed on Fry. It's only so to be stuck with remorse funny. afterwards. That that B plot's very funny. It's so funny. I could never pay him back his ten dollars. <laughs> <laughs> he tries to kill himself with a sword. <laughs> Breaks it on his shell. It's great. Yeah. Uh, there you go. It's Season great. three, episode twenty-two. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't. That one does does not have a finale feel to me. Yeah, from my, what I recall, but whatever. So, here's something I want to say about this episode, and it's my major thought about it. Mm. It's um, I think this episode's pretty great for the first two acts. Yeah, until they kiss and go into the cryogenic tube. Yeah, it's dumb. and then it's terrible. I think it's, I think it's act actively bad. Yeah, it's not funny. Um, it's a silly plot contrivance. Yeah. And like a a silly like rug pull, I guess in a way where it's like you're supposed to think it's the year four thousand now and it's apocalyptic, but then it's like no, nah, it's just it's, you just are in L.A. It's just Los Angeles, yeah. Which like, ha 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 ha, got him. I guess Escape from L.A. was just a few years ago <laughs> at this <Yeah>. point. <laughs> you know, everyone's favorite John Carpenter movie. Yeah. Oh yeah, with the. You know how John Carpenter is uh, well known for practical uh, effects, right? Yes. What if he did CG though? <laughs> what if Snake Plissken was Surfed. a basketball player? <laughs> I actually kind of like that scene. <laughs> yeah, how can, how can you not? How can you not? He's got to make what's it like five baskets in like a minute or some yeah, shit it's, and it's like so silly it's very silly but it's better than when he surfs uh, yes uh on the cg um ocean and then steve buscemi's driving and he goes he does like a double take what <laughs> that movie's funny <laughs> that's one way to look at it yeah, yeah. it's funny 
it's pretty funny um but yeah the the first yeah the first couple acts are pretty fun um i remember my major gripe with this episode before we watched it and i think it still stands is that i just don't find the michelle character interesting in any way she's i think she's interesting in how they use her in the second act when she wakes up and how it shows that some people like fry are much more able to fit in and be molded into this society because they're more go with the flow people yeah um and in fry's case he's just kind of like an idiot but that also means he goes with the flow he's just like yeah whatever 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 giant cockroaches praying mantis whipping human whipping horse you know okay that's how it is great and it also like it it does a little bit of the frank grimes thing where like if you bring in a person into this crazy universe they would immediately start to have a mental breakdown yeah and i wish they just followed that i yeah, wish they just stuck with did that, that for act three uh yeah conceptually i like the idea i just think yeah. the character herself is is uninteresting the act three turn makes her <laughs> deathly uninteresting yeah and you know who voices her amy nope <laughs> who it's sarah silverman is it really yeah wow doing nothing doing absolutely nothing <laughs> what a waste like i remember i while we were watching it i was like i was like Okay, I know that's a celebrity voice. I don't remember who it is. I can't place it. I looked it up. I'm like, oh, okay. Because uh, I think she's quite good in the Wreck-It Ralph films. Yeah, she's excellent. Yeah. She's excellent She's actually doing movies. a character in, yeah. in those movies. And this, she's just talking normally. Because she has a voice. Yeah. She has an interesting voice mm-hmm. that she can mold yeah. and turn into different things. Yep. And... Oh, that sucks. Yeah, that sucks. What a waste. Uh, also, Polly Shore's in this episode. He sure is, buddy. The actual Polly Shore. Mm-hmm. Um, well past his sell-by date. <laughs> I, I'm legitimately curious how many people listening to this very podcast right now in 2023 yeah. know who Polly Shore is. Yeah. Um, well, let's break it down. Okay. Pauly Shore was a star of... Uh, He's a comedy actor in the 90s, Yeah, mostly. I think maybe late 80s, too. Um, yeah, yeah. Jury Duty, Son-in-Law, Encino Man. Um, what else? Biodome. <laughs> Biodome, sure. That's one I never saw. Obviously. So, uh, according to his... A goofy movie, his best role. Uh, according to his Wikipedia, he's best known for his roles in 90s comedy films. Yeah. Um, he became a stand-up comic, well, known as a stand-up comic at the end of the 80s. He's only 55 now. Let's see what his big old burnout was. <laughs> um, Polly okay. Shore is dead? Polly Shore is fucking dead. Do you know that movie? I do know that movie. Um, so, his, like, his big, his big old movies... Encino Man, obviously. Uh, class act. Mm. Class act, hey? Does well, he, does he go to class? I guess he does, but he's not <laughs> he's not really in he's not really a a star in that movie. Ah. Yeah. Um Son-in-law. Mhm. Hmm. That's interesting. Do you he know what is about what? A son-in-law? He's the son in the army now. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> He's in the army now. Yes, and then that's a the goofy idea. movie the, as uh, Bobby Zamersky. Yeah, he's great. 
great. I mean, Tower of Cheese. I don't think a goofy movie is a good movie. How I know? Dare you come at me? I'm not on Twitter, so you can't get me there. Um, I mean, it's not a good movie. It's a goofy movie. Greg. Yeah, yeah. I don't even think it's particularly goofy. It's pretty goofy. I think it's bad. The I main it's... one of the main characters is named Goofy. Greg. My hot take is how I goofier don't... is that? I don't like a goofy movie. <laughs> Why do you hate it? I don't. I don't hate it. No, I just don't like you how much like other it or people. You hate it. All right, <laughs> it's a binary system. Two and a half stars. <laughs> Jury duty, of course. Biodome, and then that's that's it. Hmm. That is it. He is in Casper, a spirited beginning as the oh. voice of Sneevel. What? Uh, <laughs> Sneevel? Yeah. And Casper meets Wendy as the Oracle. What the hell? Why is, he, why is he in Casper's back pocket? I don't what know. What dirt does he have on Casper? But it's like, it's basically just fucking... <laughs> These these like voiceover roles. Did Casper kill Anne Frank? Is that is that like some dirt that he? <laughs> what? <laughs> Did I miss something when I was looking at this? What, what are you going for here? <laughs> what's the bit? Can I get in on this bit? What's the what's going on? It's just weird that he was in two different Casper movies. It is. So I was saying, does he have some dirt on Casper? Oh, and the and that's dirt why they keep is that Casper killed, Casper killed Frank. Frank. Oh, I see. That's I his see. dark secret. That's Casper's dark secret yeah. that Shore knows about. That okay. Shore knows about. Um, Jesus. Thank, thank you for breaking down my weird swing. I don't know. We haven't done this in a while. I don't know what I'm doing anymore. Uh, and then in 2000, so... Um, what what month? What month? Yeah. No, I'm just talking about, I'm talking about what when Futurama, oh, okay. when Futurama okay. is. Yeah. But the last time he's like in an actual movie, movie, as a character, <laughs> is Biodome. Wow. And that's in 1996. And this, this episode is in 2000. 2000, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like, such a weird, like, it's one of those things where the 90s at this point obviously is still so much in the current, like, rearview mirror that you could do something like have Polly Shore be a guest star and most people watching will be like, oh, oh yeah. yeah, that guy. Oh, yeah. Right. And there's probably a bunch of people who are big fans who, like, you know, grew up watching his dumb movies and stoner comedies and they're like, oh, that's fun that Polly Shore's in it. And then obviously they do the the dumb subversion of, like, He's actually very smart and uses a bunch of big words, but yeah. that also goes buddy and makes weird sounds. What I do like about it is that Fry would have definitely been a Polly Shore fan. Oh, 100 percent Yeah. Yeah. Fry would have been would have been at Biodome opening night. Yep. He probably watches every Adam Sandler movie. <laughs> um loves Tommy Boy. Loves all of those, you know, nineties yeah. nineties movies. Um I love Tommy Boy. I mean, why not? It's a good movie. Great. Uh it's Wayne's World, great Wayne's movie. World, great. The Pauly Shore movies, on the other hand, are not, not a fan. No, <laughs> they're they're like bottom of the barrel. But for the least discerning amongst the '90s kids, like Fry, yep, they would have been fine. Yeah, there you go. There you go. That's all I have to say about Pauly Shore. Is it's just so funny what choices they make with celebrity guest stars mm-hmm. because it works the best. I mean, I say this about The Simpsons as well. It works the best when they are playing characters, not themselves. Yep. Um. But when they do have them play themselves, more often than not, they're having them play the heads in the jar, right? Yeah. And so it's just interesting that they decided to do like 
No, Pauly Shore froze himself, and therefore he can actually be a real character in, in this world, not a head in a jar. That actually makes sense. Though. It does, but you know what? For me, it brings up a whole other like realm of why didn't all these other celebrities freeze themselves? Why are they all heads in jars? What's the they're, they're, We're never given a backstory on why they're all preserved in that way and mm. not in cryogenics, right? Right. Isn't that fucking weird? Like when you start yeah. to actually think about it, I know we're not supposed to think about it because who gives a shit, but yeah. it's just this episode introduced that to me. Yeah. It's like, yeah, okay, so celebrities could have just frozen themselves and they'd be fine. All of them would do that. They're very narcissistic. <laughs> they want to have their bodies. Yeah. Anyway. No, it's a good point. Yeah. It's a good point to bring up in a in a show that's actually like that. That I kind of am at this point. I'm like, I'm ready to nitpick the shit out of this now, because <laughs> like, well, no, you need answers to that. Yeah. You 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 kind of do if you're gonna if if you're gonna have lore. Mm-hmm. You you need it to be at least a little bit logical. Like I can you can give me the heads in the jar and you can give me the cryo people, but I just need an explanation yeah. for like why they did it and why they didn't. Like just for like for like in the case of Polly Shore, he pretty much disappears. Yes. In our yeah. in like the actual pop culture. Mm-hmm. Right. So in that probably you, drugs. You could just well, he's still around. I think it doesn't, doesn't mean he didn't do a bunch of drugs. Yeah, I bet he did. Uh, <laughs> so in that case, you could just be like, well, the 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 people who were like flash in the pan just saw the writing on the wall and froze themselves. Yeah, you know, I guess so. Whereas these other celebrities, but they never come out and and say that. I think there's room for a joke in there about that. You know, yeah. like self referential, um, like deprecation. That we all love to see. It's like Pauly Shore was like, "Oh, well, I saw that. Like, no, nobody really. I wasn't really getting work anymore, so I figured, why not freeze myself? <laughs> see, it's yeah. a good bit. Yeah, I'm okay with that as an explanation. Yeah, but there's no joke like that. I'm just no. making this up. Yeah, yeah. You're you have a better pitch. I have a punch up. <laughs> I have two punch ups. Yeah, for this. Yeah, when Michelle gets unfrozen and they immediately starts making start making out. Uh, before they go to the act break, they should she should say, "Where's the bathroom?" Yeah. Rude humor is fun. It's pretty fun. Yeah. Hey, huh? Something something interesting uh-huh. that uh, is completely tangential to this. Oh, good. But has rude humor in it, uh-huh. uh, and is rated PG because oh. of its rude humor. Uh-huh. Is Alvin and the Chipmunks? Okay. A movie that uh-huh. I just watched Why? for the first time last night. <laughs> Why'd you do that? Why? Yeah, because I promised I would, <laughs> and I don't break promises. What was? I feel like I vaguely remember this being a thing. Mm-hmm. But what was? Why did you promise this? I thought it would be funny. Okay. <laughs> also, we're gonna and, watch all of them, right? Yeah, we're gonna yeah, watch the all. Squeakle. of them, Obviously, we're gonna squeakle next. Yes. Uh, chip no, the wrecked. road chip. Chip, chip wrecked. wrecked. Then the, the road, road chip. chip. The, uh, is there any more? No. Oh. <laughs> what, four is not enough for you? No, I want more chip puns. Jesus. Chip to be square? I don't know. <laughs> That's the name of an album. Chip service? Chip service? Yeah. Instead of... Lip what? service. Lips. <laughs> okay, so not that one. If you, if you have to ask. If the pun isn't obvious, throw it in the trash. Yeah. <laughs> Our chips are sealed. Is that better? 
Well, that's a that's again that's a song title yeah. or an album title. That's not a title of a movie. Yeah. Well, neither is uh, Chipwrecked. Yes, it is. Shipwrecked. Yeah. No. There's it, a movie called Shipwrecked. It's a movie title. The movie's called Chipwrecked. I know. So that you can't argue that it's not the title of a movie. <laughs> well, if I create a movie called Our Chips Are Sealed, that's a movie title now. <laughs> but it's not. It's better. <laughs> I don't understand. Truthfully. As soon as I make the movie, it's now a movie. Truthfully, I do think... <laughs> I do think that only one of the, uh, of the Half of the Chipmunks movies has a proper... Has a proper Is it the squeakle? It's the squeakle. Yeah, the squeakle is the only good one. one. Yeah. The others are such long walks. What if, uh, see if they made the third one, like, Alvin and Chipmunks, another squeakle, colon, the tree loji. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Like a tree. Chipmunks climb trees. That's so sweaty. But it's true because Alvin and the Chipmunks, the movie, starts with them storing away their nuts nuts for the winter winter in the tree. Yeah, in the tree. Yeah. And then their then their their tree gets chopped down, and they say, end up. There's got to be some conflict, right? They end up as a Christmas tree oh, no. in the middle of this record store office, and then they dump into Dave's basket of muffins. Oh and boy! He takes them home, and that's, wait, that's their origin. Story? That's their origin story. And uh, which one is Simon? Can't see very well, so he needs his glasses. So Dave takes the little glasses off of a little uh, Santa figurine uh-huh. and puts them on Simon. And yeah, their prescription. Yeah, don't wait, think about hold it. On. Don't think. <laughs> no, no, about I'm it. thinking about it. Wait, no. Yes, yes. You can't create the origin for glasses. He does. (laughs) He just goes to the fucking store and he's like, give me some glasses for this sentient talking chipmunk, please. The doctor would be like, okay, sure. You don't need a fucking Santa origin. No, it's on a Santa figurine. Oh, God. And he takes them off the Santa figurine and says, here, those will do. And they do. And they do. Great. Don't think about it. Should we do commentaries for the chipmunks? Honestly, I would be happy to. It would be pretty fun. (laughs) I've never seen any of them. Yeah, the first one's fine. Okay. Doesn't he eat poop or something? He does, and I think it's brave. (laughs) Wait, brave of the filmmakers? Yes. Or brave of Alvin, the the chipmunk? uh, Well, first, it's not Alvin that does it. Oh, isn't it? Alvin's the most bland and boring of all of them. He's the the wild card. He's the awesome dude, but he's not actually that awesome. He doesn't have much to do. It's Simon and Theodore who are actually the heart of the film. Well, I mean, Theodore's always been the heart of the series. And Simon is actually a really cool guy because he eats (laughs) poop. Oh, no. Simon. So, let me paint you a word picture. Uh-huh. What happens, for those of you who don't know, speaking of chipmunks and Yeah, shut the fuck stuff, up, birds. There's some birds and squirrels fighting outside. Oh, my God. Right now, it's amazing. Magpies and, magpies magpies are... and black squirrels. I hate it. Yeah. They're very territorial, both. I hate uh, magpies. Oh, yeah. Magpies are bad. You don't like birds. I mean, I don't like birds, but there's some yeah. birds that I'm like, you know what? You're cool. Like what? The red-tailed Robins. hawk? <laughs> well, birds of prey are a whole other species for me. Mm-hmm. And I love birds of prey. I think yeah. they're dope. They're dope as hell. Yeah. And they keep to themselves and yeah. don't they're solitary creatures and swoop at me and fucking jump around and attack my dog. Um, red-tailed hawk, fastest animal alive. Cool. Yeah. See, that's dope. When they're in a dive bomb? That's <sighs> scary, yeah. but cool. Yeah. 
because they do that to like fish and and then eat them and you know what that's sustenance enjoy yeah, yeah. you do you an osprey hawk. just catches a fish yeah it's just like hmm, it's mine now yeah i'm gonna eat it <laughs> i'm gonna take it back to my nest and i'm gonna fuck it and eat it just squawk and swoop and yeah. they're, they're pests what was i saying right the rats he eats wings. poop this is the word picture that All i'm right, going yes, to please. that i'm going to paint so uh theodore gets uh gets scared and he has a little poop. He has, he has a little poop. Dave sees it and says, "Is that poop?" And Simon says, "No, that's a raisin." Yeah. And David says, "Prove it." And uh, and Simon's like, he puts it in his mouth. Uh huh. And Dave says, "All right, you know what? You convinced me." And and he leaves. He and, spits it out. And Simon spits it out and looks at Theodore and says, "You owe me." Wow. <laughs> and I thought that was brave. That's pretty brave. Of the filmmakers, mm-hmm. because it's so funny. <laughs> I also like, like, when you think about it, Dave thinks that it is poop. Yeah. And so he's saying, prove it. Yeah. Expecting him to be like, you know, no, I won't because it's poop. Yeah. But also, he's also like, kind of like, I wonder if I can get my animal to eat poop. Because <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't think of them as, as his kids yet. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He does by the end of the film. Of course. It's about family. Got it. It's about family. Yeah. It's about a found family. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Of sentient, singing, English-speaking chipmunks who eventually meet three more sentient. Aren't they voiced by, like, Justin Long? Justin Long and... Matthew Gray Gobler. Okay. From Criminal Minds. Okay. He's Dr. Minds. Wait, is that how this all came about? (laughs) Don't... (laughs) Don't think about it too hard. (laughs) You were ready to go with that name... (laughs) The show that I know you're obsessed with. I'm not obsessed with well, it. More so than anyone else I know. Obsessed is the wrong. You, no. you watch it. No. I'm not obsessed with it more than anyone else you Allie. know. Allie there is. you go. Okay, but we're different people. No, well, you're a unit. We are. We're you're partners. Yeah. We're a team. But she's allowed to like stuff. Of course. And just because I found Criminal Minds Evolution, the reboot of the franchise, fascinating. <laughs> Doesn't mean I'm obsessed with it. Right. Matthew Greg Gobler isn't even in the reboot. Uh, I, I rescind the word obsessed. Thank you. Uh, you watch it. Yes, I do. <laughs> Which to me is just like uh, the upper echelon of uh, people who uh, enjoy television. Right. Uh, like, that's why I used obsessed. Because, like, to me, anyone who watches the show must be obsessed with it. To me, to, to me though, like uh, like Ali Ali does love that show, yeah, and I I do love uh, how many episodic shows that she she does like because it reminds me how how tight TV used to be. Yeah, you know, like I, we watched. I have a soft spot for like the kind of procedural. We watched a couple seasons that, of yeah. Elementary. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, f- far superior to the BBC Sherlock. Yeah, that's what I mean in yeah. almost every way. BBC Sherlock is is not a TV show. It's trash. It's absolute trash. It's a, it's Once a, again, it's a mini series. Not on not on Twitter. Films, you can't come at me. You know, it's a mini series of films every season, and they're mostly There's, bad. It's basically three short films, and yeah, and they're usually uh, middling to bad. Yeah, unlike Wallander, hmm? which I've heard is pretty good. I never heard of it. Wallander is the. Um, you think of Outlander? No, I'm thinking of Wallander. <laughs> Outlander is very good, <laughs> especially those first few seasons. Oh boy, <laughs> boy, oh boy! 
Yeah. Greg is sweating. (laughs) (laughs) Why didn't they tell me that's what those books were about? (laughs) About fucking? Yeah. Those books were all over my house when I was a kid. (laughs) I feel like that's a lot of the... Like the big the the novels the book series that yeah. like become big, they're always about fucking, <laughs> in some way. And people are like, or, "Oh yeah, I'm I'm reading this this book," and it's like, "Oh, what's it about?" It's like, "Oh, it's this time traveling uh, woman who goes back in time." Like, and it's like, "What's, it, re- what's it really about?" And it's like, "Well, they all fuck a bunch." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's course. why I read it, yeah, but it's pretty great. <laughs> yeah, or it's about not fucking. Sure, about like wanting to fuck and not fucking. but not being able. And to. that's the Twilight. That's the Twilight. That's the Twilight books. Yeah. Um, which I've read. Yeah. All of them. I, I know. Some of did them Did you even read, uh, uh, what's it called? Like Red Moon or whatever Midnight Sun? Midnight I did not. <h- <laughs> you knew it right away? Of course I did. <laughs> because I knew. That's from Edward's perspective, because, Well, because right? I was interested in it when it mm. was originally announced back in like 2012 or sure. some shit. Uh, before she for those got... that aren't aware, it's the the original Twilight novel from Edward's perspective. Edward is the vampire played by Robert Pattinson in the films. Uh, continue. So I was interested in it back when it was announced, but then Stephanie Meyer got all butthurt about the f- couple of like pe- chapters leaking on the uh, internet. So she was like, no, I'm not going to do it. Well, you... I'm not going to publish it. And then, you know... I will punish you all now. 2020 comes around, and she's like, well, I would like some money, please. <laughs> um, and then... The movies are done. She decides what do to I do? publish it. Yeah. Yeah. Well... So there you go. Yeah. And uh, by then, I was like, well, this... I'm... I don't need to... I need to read this to have something to talk about with girls. <laughs> no, that ship has sailed. Yes, which and and, and we're all the better for it. Yes, <laughs> even though I do have a morbid curiosity. Yeah, about it. I mean, they should move, make a movie of it because that's why. That's how I'll Robert watch it. Pattinson. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Can you imagine and him Kristen returning Stewart. to the, his role? They should make It'd it. Be dope. It would be everybody, and I mean. Everybody, Billy Burke oh, is yeah. back. Get them all. Anna Kendrick. Anna Kendrick, bring her in. Back. They're all twenty fucking, years old. Yeah, fucking uh, uh, Taylor Lautner. Lautner, bring him back. Bring him back. Bring Lautner back. You know, and, he's only in like one scene. And, I think, and, and the guy who plays Carlisle. Oh yeah, Facinelli. Yeah. Um, have Michael Sheen? He's not in the first. He's not movie, in the first but, one, but, but he, he, he might he could as well be. be. Yeah, he exists. The character exists yeah. at that time. He's a vampire. He's a vampire. Edward goes to talk to him. I yeah. Don't know. Oh, I would love it. That'd be cool. That'd be so good. That's the only reason I would read Midnight Sun is if they announced tomorrow that uh, K. Stu and R. Pats are back. Yeah, to do it. Get they, on it, Warner Brothers. <laughs> is it Warner Brothers? No, it's Summit. Oops. Wait, who owns Summit though? I feel like Paramount? Lionsgate. Lionsgate, Jesus. But Disney. I might be wrong. Probably Disney. I might be wrong. I think Disney owns it all. Uh, I don't right? think they do because <laughs> it's not on Plus. It's on uh, Newt Flukes. That's true. Yeah. Uh, so I said all I had to say about um, Futurama <laughs> before we took a left turn into chipmunk territory. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> this is what happens. Um, what do you have to say about it? Uh yeah, I mean, uh, I feel like I've said most most of my piece as well. I think it's a uh, uh, a bad episode overall, but like not as bad as I remember. Mm. But again, it's I, it's that third act. I feel like my memory of these episodes are always more or less related to the third act mm-hmm. because that's 
that's what you remember when the credits roll, right? It's where you end. The ending is really important. And I feel like so many of these episodes we've gone through where I'm like, I remember really liking this one. It's usually because either the third act's strong or the whole episode is strong. And the ones that I don't like are either because the whole episode is weak or the third act is weak. Mm -hmm. And this happens to be one where I think the third act is weak. It's Um, very weak. By the time they're skateboarding down the freeway and there's cars shooting at them, I I think I was audibly like, what are we doing here? (laughs) What is this? What, what's what's going on? This here? is so bad. Uh, Lionsgate. They do? Yeah. They own Summit? They do. Oh, look at that. You did it. I called it in one. You, you, you did it. You, Sick. The crazy, the crazy son of a bitch did it. I'm so shocked they allowed that franchise to rest for so long. What do you mean? Twilight? Like, yeah, like if you were... Like you're surprised they haven't made another one. Yeah, since. if you were Summit or Lionsgate. Or are you just like, we got out... I mean, they did the the host, right? Which isn't, the host which is isn't a, Twilight, yeah, but it's is, Stephanie Meyer. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's similar to what they were doing post-Harry Potter with JK, where they're like, uh, what else do you got, JK? Right. And it's like, well, I got this this book about beasts. And like, well, let's that, make a movie out of that. That is part of the Harry Potter universe, though. I know. I, I'm just saying, like, in terms of what the production company, uh, uh, their approach is for, like, trying to milk as much money out of the franchise. And if... Uh, Stephanie Meyer doesn't have another book in the franchise at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're like, what else do you have for, you know, that we could market as, like, from the writer of Twilight? And that was the host, which I don't think did very well. No, it did not. And so I wonder if just because of that, they're like, well, we got other big cash cows that we'll just focus on. It's just interesting that they that they do it and like I guess it did end at exactly the right time where it's like, well, we're never going to make this into a TV show. That's mm-hmm. not what happens. Whereas like I'm thinking of Lionsgate's other big uh, franchise with John Wick. Oh, where sure, it's yeah. like, oh, yeah, we're going to license this as a TV show that everyone's going to hate. Is there going to be a TV show? It's called The Continental. It, it premieres on Peacock in like a month. Really? Yeah. That's so stupid. It's three episodes, and it's about young Winston. Uh, Mel Gibson's in it, and um, I don't know as who. Um, as Winston? I don't think so. Because that'd be weird. That'd be very weird. He and Ian McShane are like the same age. <laughs> <laughs> they do like a de-aging thing on Mel Gibson instead of Ian McShane. Yeah. yeah. And uh Yeah, okay, I got to look this up now. Uh, yeah, it's called The Continental and it's gonna be bad. Of course it is. Why would why would they do this? The the thing is they have announced three projects in the John Wick universe recently that I'm I'm excited about two of them. Uh Mel you Gibson know? is playing Cormac. Well, there you go. I don't know. Is that a name you recognize? No. Nope. Okay. Nope. Uh, Colin Woodell is playing young Winston. This is one of the things I do really enjoy about the John Wick universe, though, is that every movie, uh, with every new movie, they introduce all these new characters who everyone in the movies knows, oh, yeah. but we don't. That's fun. Yeah. And it's great. They're like, oh, hello, it's you. Yeah. A harbinger has arrived. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> An adjudicator is here. A what? Oh, huh? (laughs) Don't worry. We're going to get into it. (laughs) It's going to be clear by the end what this is. We're going to trust you. Yeah. Well, give us time and a lot of shooting, and you'll love it. You're going to love that this guy just carries around a fucking hourglass in a giant leather satchel, and that's his whole ish. (laughs) 
Um, I don't recognize any of these actors or names. Yeah, it's because it's TV and it's going to be bad. There's a character named Hansel. You know what's great, though? And there's a character named Gretel. Sure. So uh, what's that all about? I bet they're brother and sister. You think so? And they've been abandoned they, by their parents. Do you think they find a, a candy house? Maybe. Or In maybe they're hunting the witch. Oh, maybe shit. it's Famke Jensen. Mm. Jeez, I don't see her listed in the No, case. dang. <laughs> September 2023 is supposed to come out. September 2023. That's this year. That's this year in a few short months. Yep. Yep. Uh, <laughs> but you know what's good about it? What? I was going to say is that it's on Peacock, so no one's going to watch it. Yeah. Yeah. Like that Ryan Johnson show? Poker Face. Yeah, that is apparently great. It is very good. I wouldn't know. I've only watched two episodes, but they're very good. Yeah, I'll never watch it. All right. I'll never watch it. I'll see his next Benoit Blanc mystery. Oh, absolutely. First day. Yeah. If it's and if it's in theaters for more than a week, I might see it twice. You might see it twice, yeah. Yeah. Uh but if it's in theaters for only a week and then it goes immediately to Netflix, I'll see it once in theaters and then never again. Yeah. That's fair. Even though I really like Glass Onion, I'll yeah. probably never watch it again. I will watch it again. You think? Yeah. I don't know, Knives Out's better. But you know what? It's funny because when I first saw Knives Out, I saw that in theaters and I loved it and mm-hmm. I was excited to watch it again. Mm-hmm. I didn't watch it again until last year, right before Glass Onion came mm-hmm. out. Uh, not because I didn't want to. I just like, I don't know. I was always like, oh, Knives Out. Like, I, I do want to watch that again. But I was just like, eh, not right now. <laughs> I don't know. It just, it, it was something weird about like it being comforting that I could watch it, but never yeah. having the actual desire to hit the trigger. And then I decided to just because I was like, oh yeah, I should rewatch this before the new one just because even though they're not you know, necessary to watch together. Was that movie a hit? Glass Onion? Glass Onion? Yeah. Um, that's the thing. It's, I, I think it was uh, a pretty good showing for a week. <laughs> yeah. But then it's on Netflix, and then Netflix doesn't release numbers and shit, so... Because, like, the theater, I went and saw it, and it was full, sold out. Oh, really? Completely so I, packed. I went to see it, and it, was, uh, it wasn't sold out, but I saw it at Landmark, so I don't know if that's the reason. I think it was a late show, too. So. Okay. But it was, I mean, it wasn't empty, you know? Like, there was enough people there that I was like, yeah, people clearly want to see this. Speaking of shows, have you seen Spider-Man? I saw it last night. How have you been? <laughs> <laughs> well, that opens a whole other Pandora's box. Uh, so let's just... Favorite quick, joke! Let's quickly wrap <laughs> up feature talk. Oh, my God. Uh, my favorite joke, uh, I can't remember the exact wording, but... Um, Michelle says, my mom never liked you or something. Yeah. And Fry, like, sincerely is like, Beth said that? <laughs> I just yeah. think that's fun. Uh, uh, it's just, and to me, like, I like that joke, but I like it more when Robert Goulet said it. Oh, sure. You know? It's a different context. Yes, it is a different context, but at the same time, Vera said that? Vera said that? <laughs> See, and that, one, that one's funnier because it's like, it's like, okay, what a weird thing for my manager to say, yeah. but also whatever. Whereas, like, I feel like this one's funnier to me because I just think that, like, that idea of, like, your partner's parents liking you is very important. And so, like, and for someone like Fry, it obviously would have been very heartbreaking to learn that his his girlfriend's mother didn't like him. I don't know. There's something about it that works on a different level than the Vera one, even though, yes, that's a much funnier joke. Mm -hmm. The, um... I don't know. I guess the the probulator is pretty funny. That's probably my favorite. <laughs> That's tech. my favorite tech. That's though. my favorite yeah. tech. Yeah. Um, I mean, it could be both. Uh, oh no! The for the last one, it goes to, to the professor, where it's like, oh, I think I left the keys in the ignition. Oh, what? 
I mean, I mean, what? what? <laughs> it's. I also like the professor good. bit where uh, he's talking to Og. <laughs> oh yes. Og, ape conqueror of Earth, and he's like, "Sorry, Og, I've already got a new crew." Yeah, and it seems to be going well. Yeah, that's all I got. Well, I think we can safely say goodbye, Planet Express ship. Farewell, Zoidberg. Uh, Arrivederci, Fry. Farewell, Professor Farnsworth. See ya, Amy. (laughs) Peace, Leela. Get the hell out of here, Bender. And with with my last breath, I curse Futurama. (laughs) You missed Hermes. I don't give a shit about Hermes. (laughs) (laughs) Never found him funny. Yeah, me neither. Um, But yeah, that concludes our Futurama chat. Now we're going to talk about Spider-Man. Let's talk about (laughs) Spider-Man. Did you see it? No, not yet. Oh, god damn it. Yeah. I just want to know. I can't can't discuss it too much. I just want to know how much you liked it. I loved it. Yeah, I thought so. Now, it's, is it how much did you like it? Did you like it like you liked Amazing Spider-Man 2? <laughs> no. Or did you like it? I liked it. Did you love it? I loved it. Okay. Here's the thing. Mm. Um, it's much like Dune mm. in the sense that it's tough to fully judge it until part two comes out. Right. Which is a bummer. Which is a bummer. a two hour and 20 minute movie. It is. However, I will say as soon as this one ended, I was like, fire up the second one right now. I will stay. I'm happy to be here for five hours. Like, right. okay. you know what I mean? Like, that's how I feel about it. And I'm, I was harder on Dune when it came out because I don't know that story and I don't know that world and everything. And I did feel that twinge a bit more of like, I don't, I can't judge this movie until I see the second half because the story isn't done yet. <clears throat> And that's got a similar vibe with this one, except I just, because of the first movie and because of just, you know, the Spider-Man world and a lot of the stuff they set up in this movie, I have very strong faith that they're going to stick the landing, like, really well mm-hmm. in the second part. Um, What's this one called? This one's Across the Spider-Verse. And the next one is... Beyond the Beyond Spider-Verse. Spider-verse. See, they changed the title. They did. However, I'm already seeing that being a problem for a lot of people who are not as... Uh, who don't pay attention to Spider-Man uh, marketing as much as I do, who had no idea this was a part one mm. and therefore were very disappointed when To Be Continued shows up on the screen. You know what else did that? What? Fast X. I heard that. Someone told me that too. Yeah, that like Fast X is kind of a surprise. It, it's a part one. It ends in the middle of an action sequence. That's so silly. It sucks. Stop it. The movie sucks. It's the first Fast and Furious movie that I've seen since Tokyo Drift that has that I've said this movie stinks. Ah, uh, that's too bad. I'm yeah. still going to see it. Yeah, yeah, of course you are. Yeah, yeah, I would recommend seeing it. Jason Momoa is uh, not embarrassing. Nice. He toes the line in this way that's like it's a razor knife point that he's mm-hmm. dancing on, where it's like either side of this you fall on you're either boring offensive or embarrassing okay you know <laughs> and he somehow manages to dance on the tip of that knife um good for him in a way that's that's actually kind of exciting to watch uh because he's like kind of taking the piss out of a franchise that really needs it yeah at this point uh the biggest does a rock show up he does nice. yeah 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 uh but you know post credits i was gonna say yeah probably like in a, a, obvious, a stinger in an yeah. obvious reshoot um 
that was probably added a week before it opened. Yeah, but with, you know, with Vin, with Vin nowhere near the set. Yeah. yeah. Well, the thing is about Fast X is Vin is nowhere near anyone. Oh, really? In that movie, there's like four separate movies going on in this one movie, and they are mostly bad. Yeah, all of them. And they never really coalesce into anything because it's not really given a chance because they're doing the whole like part one of however many they eventually turn it into. Yeah. Um, these 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 stories don't have enough to propel a full movie, so they just let the action draw and draw out just to a point where it's just like I don't I don't care I don't mm. care because none of the action in the Fast and Furious movies are ever as like cleverly orchestrated as like a john wick film yeah that are just like well no the violence the bloodshed is the point yeah of these movies where it's like see how cool we can see how how grandiose we can make these see how how far we can push your level of focus or how many times we can almost make you lose that focus and then switch it up to pull you back into our action ba- ballet hmm. like that's what John Wick is all about, whereas I don't know what the action is supposed to be in Furious, the Furious movies. They drive cars. Yeah, and like the thing is, I haven't Rumor. been like there's. Do there's they hit the NOS once? They do hit the NOS <laughs> once, uh, and it's um, it's great. Cool. It's great. It's How a many great magnets are in this one. Uh there's a few. All right. There's a few. Um, there's a there's like car bomb magnets. Cool. You know, like uh, Jason Momoa has those like things that the uh, the Winter Soldier would use to throw under sure. under cars and just. Vroomk. Yep, it's not how cars work, but you know, <laughs> doesn't matter. Doesn't matter, uh, and then blow them up. Yep, uh, and it's boom, good. Boom. And magnets are fun. Yeah, Dom has to make a choice. Uh, family, uh, kinda. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Let's see, how many movies are there in this movie? There's the one that Jason Momoa is in mm-hmm. that kind of crosses over with the one that's Do- that Dom's in. So mm. for the sake of it, we'll call it one movie. Jason Momoa and Dom are in one movie. The rest of the team is in another movie because I don't think they can stand being on the same set as Vin. And then there's Letty. Mm. Letty and Charlize mm. are in their own movie together. So cool. that's three. And then there is John Cena and the little kid. Oh, yeah. Which is, that's four. This that's, is his brother. Yeah. His his brother is a completely different character now. Okay. He's fun uncle. Oh, that's fun. Character. And John Cena's good at doing that. Yeah, he is. He's really good at doing that. And his movie is the one that I'm most interested in because it feels like an old 80s wrestling movie. You know? Like the pacifier. Like the pacifier or the tooth fairy <laughs> or Mr. Mom or whatever. Or that one with Hulk Hogan. Uh, Mr. Mom. Is it Mr. Mom? <laughs> that is, is a Hulk Hogan one. Is it? Okay. I think so. Whatever. But he's using a couple. Yeah. Feels like one of those. They're trying to make it. It feels like a throwback movie. Yeah. In a way. And it's also completely out of place with mm. the rest of the film. And so when it crosses over with Dom's movie, it's just like, this sucks. <laughs> well, that's too bad. Yeah. The ending credits are good. That's fun. It's like a James Bond sequence with cars. Cool. The credits. Do you think? Uh, yeah. Do you think uh, eventually the Fast franchise will become a multiverse franchise? Think there will be a multiverse story? No, just that's what everyone's doing. They're definitely doing more spinoffs, though. Mm, is what this feels like because one of the best sequences in the movie is when Han and Shaw mm. meet up. 
instead of Hobbs and Shaw, it's Han, Han and, and Shaw. Shaw. I would watch that movie. You know what? That's what they should do, is just blank and Shaw. <laughs> That's what I thought. <laughs> yeah. Just always do a different team up with Shaw. Because Statham's great. Statham's always good. Statham's excellent. I don't know. I like him in these movies. Yeah. I like Statham um, in almost everything he's in. I, I, the other thing that happened as soon as we were walking away from the movie theater after seeing Across the Spider-Verse, uh, w- one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, I, Is it now? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's recency bias, but I, I, I just, as soon as we were walking away, I was like, can we go back and watch it again? <laughs> so if you want to go see it mm. with me, I would see it again. Well, I'm probably going to go tonight. All right. Well, so. I work tonight, so well, fuck you. All right. I'm just kidding. No, go see it. You um, work tonight? Yeah. Where? At Arts Commons. For how long? Three hours. When? Five to eight. Well, I was going to go at nine. All right, let's go to nine. <laughs> <laughs> I play volleyball tonight. Well, there you go. Yeah, I was going to go at like 9.45. Great. Yeah. It'll be out at midnight. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I don't have anywhere to be until noon tomorrow. So. Great. Um, yeah, I don't have anywhere to be. I have to go pick up my degree tomorrow. Oh. That's what I'm doing. That's fun. Yeah. You're not going to walk the stage? No, that was uh, that was on the 31st. <laughs> May 31st. I skipped it. You did? Well, because they were like, if you want to do it, you have to rent a gown for $50. Oh, and I'm God. like, no. <laughs> you have enough of my money, school. Yeah, that's a good way to... That's a good skip. Yeah. I'd skip that, too. So I was like... Because I was, I, I was considering it. I was like, yeah, it's whatever. It'll be a fun little ceremony to just conclude these two years of my life. And then I was like, $50? No. <laughs> Jesus, to pay off student loans for a little that while long? now. It's it's only been two years. It's only been two years. Yeah. Wow. You did that. You did that fast. Yeah. That's that's what I wanted. <laughs> yeah. You I wouldn't a, have done it if it was like you have to take a full four year yeah, yeah, like program. I would have been like, nah, never mind. You could have got a master's in that time. Well, no, because I needed a bachelor's first. Right, but I mean a master's of something in yeah, the well, fine arts field. I guess so. What's that ever done for anyone? <laughs> no. <laughs> i'm just kidding not um, gonna not gonna engage that one yeah no it's fine <laughs> um yeah the the thing i the main thing i i will say is that uh this this movie um like i'm already seeing some cynical takedowns of it because it is a multiverse and because multiverses are so in vogue right now you know that new flash movies coming out that's like a multiverse bullshit um Obviously, the No Way Spider Man No Way Home already did it, and so it's like, oh, like Sp- I know Spider Verse was before that. Yeah, of so Into the Spider Verse won the Oscar years ago. <laughs> but the key thing about that one is that, and this was, I remember my fear of that movie was, oh, it's going to be like unfocused because there's all these different Spider people, right? But I love that that movie still stays focused on Miles and then Peter B. Parker as kind of a secondary story. <clears throat> With this one, it's like literally a spider society. So it's like, you know, they go to a place where there's like an insane amount of Spider-Men and Spider-Women and Spider-People and Spider-Things. And uh, it's very easy to get cynical and be like, oh, this is like just a big like Sony like showing off all their IP. And like, because there's like, you know, some some very much like, oh, I remember that. Like, that's a reference I get. Like, I remember that Spider-Man from this storyline. You know, like, it's got a lot of that stuff. Um. But overall, the movie is still very much focused on Miles and Gwen. Miles and Gwen are kind of like Peter B. Parker does show up. If you've seen the trailers, you know this. So it's not a spoiler, but like he's a very minor part of this movie. 
uh, I think will be a bigger part in the second one. Um, third one, whatever the fuck. Uh, but I do think that the throwing a bunch of spider shit at the wall in this one is necessary for where the story is going in the new one, the next one. And I think the next one will be much more focused on, again, Miles. And I don't think there'll be a lot of multiverse shit in that one. But have to wait and see. It's like Back to the Future 2. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then 3 is like all set in the in yeah, the West. Yeah. yeah. We're going to do a bunch of time travel shit. Get it out of our system. Yeah. And then, and then we're going to f- settle down. Focus in on, on something that's more yeah. interesting. Yeah. It's great is what you're saying. I loved it. Yeah. I think it's really good. and I But I also do recognize like some of the stuff that I've seen complaints about. I'm like, yeah, I get that. But I do think it's for a grander purpose. And I hope that that will be clear in uh, Beyond. The grand design. The grand, the grand design. Is that a thing? I don't know. Um, the grand greater facade, good. So soon we'll burn. Uh, without a noise. Without my pride. What's that? Jump from the inside. Oh. You know that um, Peter Gabriel song. In your eyes, you nailed it. The light, the heat. In yeah. your eyes, Man. I am complete. I like that song. That's a really good song. Yeah, yeah. Salisbury Hill is a good song too. That's a good song. Sledgehammer, pretty good. Sledgehammer's great. I think Peter Gabriel's Peter Gabriel's Peter Gabriel's pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. He's <laughs> pretty good. Um. Because it's funny that I had, I, I saw this movie just a few days after I sat down and watched the Super Mario Bros. movie, which is that, is that like, uh, do you remember this? Here it is, with no other context. Whereas I do think there's some of that in Across the Spider-Verse, but not enough, like just, it's Easter eggs more so, and just in that kind of one scene. Um, and then some of the stuff that's like, do you remember this, I... I'm like, I do, but also, if I didn't, it'd still be very funny, if that makes sense. Yes, absolutely. So, uh, It's not like the joke is that we're on Rainbow Road. Yeah. That's the joke. Or that also, there's a, a banana, banana peel banana. makes you just slip. Ha 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 ha. Kong Racing? Did, yeah. Member? Diddy, Diddy's there. Diddy's there. He just has one line, I think. Yeah. Donkey Kong's there. Cranky Kong. Cranky Kong's Fred Armisen. Is he actually? Yeah. Great. I hated that movie. I hated that movie. <laughs> Half a star. <laughs> I just don't under like I the thing that bothered me the most and this is a silly thing is the fact that it was a bunch of like celebrities voicing all these characters and not in an interesting way. Like, I get that's just the way animated movies are made these days, but, like, having a, an iconic character such as Donkey Kong laugh like a, Seth Rogen, and it's, like, it's just Seth Rogen being Seth... You know what I mean? Like, it's just... And then, like, even, like, Bowser, like, Jack Black playing Bowser, I think he's pretty good in most of it, but then when he sings, I'm like, well, that's just Jack Black singing, and, like, that's something that's so ingrained in my brain that I can't disassociate his singing from the Bowser character now. And like, and it just completely removes me from any, any like suspension. And Is I don't it know. Weird that Jack Black hasn't been in like a straight up musical movie. Yeah. It's a little weird. It is right. I mean, I think it's seeing the pick of destiny arguably, but yeah. th- that's kind of its own thing because that's based on his own band. In a way I, I do. Sh- I do think it's like kind of a, uh, admirable restraint on his part. Yeah. 
because I think he could have, but then I think we would all hate him like James Corden. <laughs> yeah, it could be. You know? Yeah. I mean, he's got such a, again, like he's got such a distinctive way of singing yeah. that I don't know if it would translate well to the musical format, except for if it's Tenacious D, yeah. you know, because that's like, that's that band. I don't know. Uh, and but that's what again that's that's part of why this this movie uh, that part in this movie was just so dis I was so disconnected because I was just like it just sounds like Jack Black singing a weird song about peaches. It's not Bowser. Yeah, and like I have no I have no like uh, preciousness with the Mario characters, but I'm also just like why 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 would you do this? Why would you do this movie and have why why is Mario a fucking real life plumber coming to Mushroom Kingdom? In all in the majority of the games he just exists in the Mushroom Kingdom. He lives there, he's that's his place and he knows how to do everything. Why is it like a fucking fish out of water neo bullshit where he has to learn the 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 moves and like learn how to jump and learn what the power-ups are? And then like why is the movie basically saying like, yeah, you can achieve anything if you have the right power-up? That's what it's saying. Like, there's like he doesn't overcome any adversity or anything. He just he happens to get the the fucking invincibility star at the end. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what the games are too. That's what the games are. But don't do it then. <laughs> don't make this movie. Yeah. I mean, like that's it's the made answer. a billion dollars. Yeah, whatever. it made a made over a they billion dollars. Doing. Yeah, it's um, I think it's one point five billion or something. Yeah, something like by that. now worldwide, which is like, how can you argue with that? I can. It's bad. It's bad, and stop doing it. But it no, we're gonna brains. get we're gonna get a new one, and it's gonna be Yoshi voiced by Michael Sarah or some shit. And is Yoshi not in? He's only at the end. Well, there's there's a brief shot of a bunch of Yoshis when they're on Yoshi's Island, right? But the very the the post credits. I don't know if you stayed for the credits. Greg. Absolutely not. <laughs> No. <laughs> See, I watched it on uh, a different. Uh, I, I watched it with different means. Is all I'll say. I didn't watch it sure, in sure, theaters, sure, sure, sure. and therefore I could, I, also... I could fast forward and skip to the end credits to see yeah. is there anything. And yeah, there's like a little shot of a Yoshi egg, and it like cracks a little bit, and then it goes to black, and you hear Yoshi. And I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> Why would you have to add that? Anyway, just put him in the movie. Just put him in the movie. That would have been fine. Just ride around on Yoshi. Rode, rode him. That's all it is. Who Mario gives Kart. a fuck? Yeah, it doesn't matter. It's just Yoshi, guys. We all know Yoshi. He's there from the beginning. But Whatever. you know what? It's the same thing they did with the Sonic movie, right? Like they're like, uh, oh yeah, tails. I, we know you want tails. Well, yeah. we're gonna tease him for the second ones so that you come back, you fucks. Yeah. Well, I mean, the second one is the good one. The second one's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Knuckles is in it. Knuckles is in it. Yeah, he's pretty cool. He's pretty cool. Idris Elba. Yeah, he's he's rough and tumble, uh, but it is also like it's one of those like those those horrible things where like the second one should have been just the first one. Yeah. Well, it's it's like it's a reverse. So the Sonic movie is the reverse Mario movie problem yes. for me, where I'm like. I don't want Sonic in our real world. No, it's so That's bad. fucking dumb. It's like, so bad. Have him exist in up Emerald's Emerald's Forest or whatever it's called. Yeah. Emerald Zone? I can't remember. G- the Green Hill Green, Zone. Green Hill Zone. Thank you. Um, <laughs> have him exist there and like have an adventure there. That's fine. It'll be fun to watch that. And then this one was like, it's like, yeah, obviously I don't want Mario in the real world, but why did he start there? Like <laughs> that whole opening segment, I'm like, I don't want to watch him actually do plumbing. <laughs> That's fucking stupid. And like a dog's gonna attack him. Oh no. Isn't like, that what the how the original Mario Brothers movie 
Yeah, but that movie's insane. Yes, of course, it's and insane. And so, like, if you're going to do a Mario movie and have it completely removed from the video games, yeah, sure, have them be Brooklyn Plumbers who happen to get sucked into a portal to Dino Hatton. But what Dino Hatton, you ask? Well, let me tell you, Dino Hatton is this a world where what if the dinosaurs didn't go extinct and then they evolved into humanoid characters? We're in Dino Hatton now, baby. Did you think that Manhattan was named Manhattan because of the word man? You're wrong, but in this world, that's what we're going with. Instead of Manhattan, it's Dino Hatton, because we're dinos here, baby. (laughs) It's so fucking wild. If this was Planet of the Apes, it would be Ape Hatton. Ape Hatton, that's right. It's just whatever the the dominant species is, and then Hatton. That's That's how New York got formed. That's right. If humans weren't a thing, it would be called Rat Hatton. That's great. I um, think it's brilliant. That's so funny. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. I fucking love it. I I, I have like a soft spot I for that movie. I fucking love it. I have a soft spot for that movie because it's so in such an insane swing. Yeah. Like it was one of the first video game adaptations. So, and they were like, well, how do we do this? Like, I don't know. Just take some of the ideas and then like, I don't know, like make it your own thing. I don't care. I don't give a shit. Dennis okay, Hopper's in it. Yeah. Dennis Hopper. Who's going to play King Koopa, a.k.a. Bowser? It's like, how about Dennis Hopper? He was great blue velvet maybe he'll have some gas i don't know <laughs> give him some little uh, horn hair that'll make him look like a dinosaur does um, he get nominated for an oscar for blue velvet he does right i think so yeah, yeah. how could he you definitely not? gets nominated for super mario Bros. right of course <laughs> yeah pabs blue ribbon man <laughs> fuck heineken just started watching twin peaks season two. Oh, yeah how's that going it's great yeah yeah uh because season two premieres with the double episode mm-hmm. um directed by lynch yeah and it's the uh, to me it's the whole thing where it's like lynch does this really really wonderful thing of like taking all the stuff that they do in season one and then reminding you whenever lynch directs an episode of season, uh, of twin peaks in the original run he always is so good at reminding you of what it's about right remember it's about laura mm-hmm and he always brings it back to like, yes, there's all of these like tangential things going on, but it's about Laura and how that sends sends these shockwaves throughout this town, where people become. It it just upends upends the town, and he's so good at doing that, and he's so yeah. good at making it real. And in the season premiere, it's the first time you get to see like the death of Laura mm-hmm. that he explores further in Fire Walk with Me, and it is so harrowing. I cannot believe that it was on network television. Yeah. It's so scary. Like, because you see Bob yeah. for the first time doing that. Like, fully. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, like Laura looks like a fucking vampire in Isn't the Isn't it strobing. so funny? Uh, I was reading this the other day. It's so funny to think about how uh, it was just... Because, from my understanding, it was just a, 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 a random, like, miscalculated shot. Yep. Right, that had like a, a stage hand, or I can't remember what he was, but Frank like, Silva, yeah, was yeah, he was like a, a stage hand, he was just or like a, a backstage or a back, grip back or behind the scenes dude, and yeah. he just got caught in a in a shot in an early episode, and then Lynch was just like, "Perfect, you're bo- you're the killer, <laughs> you're you're the evil force, the evil spirit that will be the the linchpin, no pun intended, for this whole series." 
and he and the, like the idea that like you could be like on set and then like randomly get caught in a shot and then the director being like you're fucking weird <laughs> i like your look you're a, you look so weird and scary i'm gonna make you this evil character i had a waking dream about you frank last night i saw the rushes and your hair was caught in the mirror of Laura's room. We're going so to I'm, bring Grace back I'm in. I'm going to lean into that. <laughs> Frank, where are you going? Frank, you're under contract. Get this man a SAG card. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, it's brilliant. Happy Cause, accidents. It, well, because it happens in that same episode, right? Because yeah. Bob is revealed in the pilot. Yeah. Which is one of the greatest things, because you kind of see his in Laura's room. He's like behind a couch or something, right? Yeah, he's behind yeah. the bed. Behind the um, bed. And like he's in a full close-up. Yeah. Grace Zabriskie I remember seeing that for the first him. time, being like, what the fuck it's is that? It's so scary. <laughs> like, I'm it's like, so scary. It's just a man there. Yeah. Like he and she freaks out, right? Yeah, like she Grace freaks, freaks out, yeah. right out. It's like the last thing you see in the pilot, and it's clear that like it's the last thing they shot yeah. because it's so quick. But uh, it's very intentional, and the only clue that you have for it is, like, there's a vague, like, his outline of his hair is yeah. in the mirror of Laura's bedroom right. at the beginning of the episode. Yeah. And it's it's great, because it all comes about from there. Yeah. Lynch is a madman. I love him. He's a madman, and the fact that all of it hangs together 25 years later is fucking amazing. Pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, this yeah. has been a weird Twin Peaks <laughs> podcast for a while. <laughs> Just because every time I watch it, I feel like bringing it up. Yeah. And well, and I took a whole Lynch class. Yeah. And, Cam- I watched a bunch. And Camille yeah. and I are watching the series. Nice. As And I just bought the second season because why the fuck not? Yeah. Uh, and I, I th- I'm thinking about getting the return on Blu-ray. Hell yeah. Just like because I have a nice box set yeah. for it and it'd be nice to have the return. Physical media be. Yeah, physically on Blu-ray. Uh, and it's a nice it's a nice looking box set. I watched uh, uh, PTA's first film, Hard Eight, mm-hmm. last night. Mm-hmm. Um, you have that on DVD. I have it on DVD. Yeah, and uh, I, I mean, I still have my DVD collection in a big binder. Yeah, um, but it's it, it's just so. It reminds me of simpler times. It's like putting a on a fucking vinyl. Yeah, and it's just like <laughs> it's just nice because I'm like. You know, I was like to Selena, I was like, I was like, do you want to watch Hard Eight? And she was like, where, like, where is it? You know, on which streaming service? And I was like, no, 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 no. I got it right here, baby. <laughs> and it's just, I don't know. Yeah, it's just something freeing about like knowing I can watch that movie anytime I want. Yeah. I don't ever need to worry about like, is it still on Netflix? Is it still, you know, do I have to rent it or whatever? I know you have like a digital collection uh, of things you own, which is a whole other thing, mm-hmm. but. I don't. Mm-hmm. I I don't. I don't own anything digitally. Mm-hmm. It's all either physical or streaming. Well, there's a ton or of those rent, digital those digital purchases where I'm like, I wish I owned this yeah. in physical media. One of the ones that I keep coming back to is Blade Runner 2049. I'm like, yeah. this would be an amazing thing to have on my shelf. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna buy that. It's so good. And and like that's the thing with like Twin Peaks. They came out with the the gold set. Yeah. So many years ago. I remember that. Yeah. And it's such a, such a lovely set. And I was like, eh. But the return is something because it's it stands so well on its own yeah. that I would love to I would love to own that on physical media, 
And I like that you brought that up because we watched Josie and the Pussycats last night. Hell yeah. Because uh, um, my roommate, Braden, hadn't uh-huh. seen it. Yeah. and um, That's wild. Yeah. It was, it was nuts. And we did watch it on streaming, but... Uh, and uh, Braden, if you're listening, three and a half stars? Really? <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> did he really give it three and a half stars? Yeah. <laughs> uh... It's a I guess perfect he, movie. I guess you need to see it three or four times. I guess you need to watch it basically since it came out yeah. every year. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> for you to realize its brilliance. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but the the nice thing was like when we were talking about it because we watched Alvin and the Chipmunks and we were <laughs> like, well, this is only 80 minutes. Yeah. So we might as well watch another movie. We might as well watch another blank and the blank movie. And Josie and the Pussycats is basically just a better version of Alvin and the Chipmunks when you really break it down. <laughs> the... <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> they are both musicians. Yes, they are both musicians. They are both uh, animal names. Sure, yeah. And uh, they have front people mm. in them. Alvin and Josie. They, they are about a band becoming famous mm. and the tolls that it takes on uh, on them and their found families. Mm. Does Alvin and the Chipmunks have a, a biting satire about capitalism it and consumer does. culture? It right. does, yeah. Not biting, but <laughs> right. there's an under... <laughs> Not biting. There's... But it's there. It's, there's an undercurrent. It's, it's like a gnawing. I think it's mentioned. It might be mentioned. It's like if you David lost all your Cross teeth. David Cross is very much the 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 Alan Cumming sure. of that movie. Was he their manager or something? He like kidnaps the chipmunks. Or is Dave their manager? Dave's is their the manager. Yeah. But like the problem is Dave's such a nice guy. Is that Breckin Meyer? No, that's John in Garfield. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Breckenmeyer, however, oh, it's, uh, is in Josie and the Pussycats. That's right. Uh, it's uh, Jason Lee, right? Is, yes. is Jason, yeah. Jason Lee, who gives a performance that I can only describe as dead inside. <laughs> <laughs> well, he hasn't gone clear yet. Is he? Is he clear? I believe he's clear. Really? Yeah, no Thetans. Wow. Him and Ethan Suple. I remember that was the whole thing when My Name is Earl was airing, is that they were both Scientologists. Wow. You know Ethan Suple? You know who that oh, is? Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he was in something recently. Probably. Yeah. They get work. They do. Jason Lee. Jason Lee gets work? I feel like I haven't seen him in a long time. Is he living off Earl Bucks? He might be living off Earl Bucks or Scientology Bucks. Right. Um, They have a good safety net there? You know, safety net, uh, you know, holding your personal secrets hostage, whatever you want to call it. However you want to call it. They would prefer safety net. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> they prefer the Sunshine State. <laughs> uh, let's see. His most recent... Oh, yeah. He was in uh, Jay and Silent Bob Reboot because... Doesn't count. Yeah, well... <laughs> and then We Bear Bears the movie. So, no, he doesn't get work. The fuck is We Bear Bears? You ever heard of this shit? Nope. The fuck is... It's... Animated adventure film based on the Cartoon Network television series of the same name? We Bear Bears? So he doesn't really get work then? No. Uh, well, maybe TV. Nope. <laughs> His last TV show was The Harper House and We Bear Bears. <laughs> <laughs> How long was that on for? Uh, we Bear Bears looks like four seasons. Okay. And he was in 22 episodes. He plays Charlie, of course. Everyone's favorite oh, bear. Oh, yeah. Bear. I love Charlie. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Char- Charlie uh, Bear Bear. My favorite squirrel <laughs> character. 
Let me see. Now I want to look it up. I assume it's about like woodland critters. <laughs> the sweet bear bear characters. Uh, you got grizzly, panda, ice bear. Oh, they're all bears. So so far, you got... Cor- ice bear? Yeah. Not ice, polar not bear. Not polar bear. It's ice bear. <laughs> Uh, however, you'll be pleased to know oh, Ice. Fuck. the first line for describing his character, Ice Bear, is a polar bear. Oh, great. Okay. <laughs> wait. So we got... So wait, we got, hold on. Stop. We have Grizzly, which is a type of bear. We let's have see. Panda, let's see. Let me make sure. Grizzly is a, is a grizzly bear. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Panda. We, giant panda. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Which Tracks. is a bear. And then, then Ice Bear. Ice Bear. Not, not a type bear. of bear, but it is, <laughs> but a, is polar a polar bear. bear. <laughs> and... You should also realize that all three of these bears are brothers. What? <laughs> <laughs> How? Um, Adopted? Grizzly's voiced by Eric Edelstein. Who, Eric Edelstein. Uh, I think I brought up on this podcast before because he does uh, one of my favorite David Lynch impressions. <laughs> um, and Bobby Moynihan voices Panda. Of course. And uh, Dimitri Martin voices Ice Bear. <laughs> Dimitri Martin? I guess so. What? Uh, we got Nom Nom. That's a koala. Okay. Not a bear. Okay, not a bear. Marsupial. Marsupial, thank you. Voiced by Patton Oswalt. What? <laughs> <laughs> and then we got Charlie. Uh-huh. Voiced by Jason Lee. Uh-huh. He's not a squirrel. Oh. He's a friendly Bigfoot. <laughs> Interesting. Bigfoot's kind of a bear. <laughs> kind of. Yeah, I suppose. Uh, what else? Uh, we got Ranger Tabes. A bipedal bear of the Pacific uh, Northwest. Oh, a park ranger. Okay, so we got like, it's like a ranger situation, like a yogi bear situation, uh-huh, perhaps. Uh-huh, uh-huh. We got Lucy, voiced by Ellie Kemper, who's also a human. Um, we, got a pi- we got the Pigeon Cartel, of course. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, this is got, a pretty good cast. What are we sounds, doing? This sounds pretty good. Should we watch We Bear? Should that be our next project? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we should get into our next project two bear neighbors maybe we should talk about our next project yeah we probably should yeah because we uh, promised we're gonna wrap it up let's wrap it up yeah <clears throat> um so in case you aren't already aware uh we like movies we do we love them we love them we like talking about them it, it invigorates us as yeah. you can tell by the first half of this episode versus the second half <laughs> um <laughs> Got to do a fun Brooklyn accent bit about Super Mario Brothers movie. Hey, um, Rat Hatton, Dino you know, Hatton. That wouldn't have happened if we were talking about Futurama. No, it wouldn't have. Um, so we are pivoting back to a movie-based podcast. And yeah. I know what you're thinking. There's so many fucking There's movie so podcasts many, out there. There's so many, and they're all bad. That's what we thought. They're all bad. When we started this years ago yeah. as the Cinepals, uh, we realized very quickly how many movie podcasts there were, and we didn't feel like we had anything uh, unique to do mm-hmm. with that idea so we switched to simpsons and that's yeah. our very short history uh or a short version of our history and we are still the two bad neighbors we are still the two bad neighbors that will remain our uh, uh branding do not go anywhere don't the go anywhere feed is gonna stay the same, same feed um i don't know if we've decided on an official title for it yet or not but basically we're gonna do we're gonna start doing um we're going to start with a specific one, but we're going to do the top 50 mm-hmm. movies uh, in specific formats. So uh, we're because we, we actually, this is a project that I did just for fun uh, a while. Uh, well, I can't remember when it was. Early this year, I think. Yeah. Um, that was uh, the top 50 films of the two th- uh, the 2010s. So 2010 to 2019. 
Um, all the films in there were eligible, and many people we knew submitted their own top 25 lists, which weighted those films a certain way that eventually created a communal list of the top 50. And what we're going to do is we're going to go through those. We're going to count them down from number 50 all the way to number one. We're going to get guests on for <clears throat> for the episodes uh, of movies that they ranked high, um, either the person who ranked it the highest or second highest or whatever, basically whoever we can get um, that's a uh, willing and able. Um, and we're going to talk about those movies. Some of these movies I haven't seen. I think yeah. some of these movies you haven't seen, yep. right? So these yep. will these will be, and, and yes, the list is already done. We already know what the top 50 are. Uh, uh, I, I have uh, since made the uh, the account I was using, for, again, just for fun, uh, private, so no one else can see these, the, these lists except those that were in the close-knit group that created it. Um, so it'll be a surprise for most mm-hmm. as we go. Like mm-hmm. it won't be, uh, you know, you'll learn each one as we go. Um, but that's the general idea. So we're hoping to do 50 episodes, obviously one for each movie. Yep. Uh, and then as we get closer to the end of that, we'll see how it's going Yeah. and possibly do a new one. Yeah. Maybe top 50 of the two thousands, which we have done before in the past as well. But I suspect with, uh, new people contributing and the people who already contributed probably having differences now. I, I know my list would probably be different today because mm-hmm. I've seen a lot more movies. Um, that'll be a different list as well. Um, maybe one, one day we'll do top 50 horror movies, you know, like maybe basically there's just a breadth of possibilities with this format that, uh, we're excited about and, uh, which was the main selling factor, which is the main selling factor. And, and the thing I want to say is, well, we might even open up the list submissions, uh, to other folks like to listeners. Mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe Patreon subscribers, mm. That might be a better way to do it, um, just because we don't want too many lists, because it's yeah. also a lot of work yeah, it is. <laughs> that I have to put into creating yeah. it as they get submitted. Um, I probably need to find a better way to do it. Uh, I use Excel, but not to its full uh, extent. You know, Excel's hard. Excel's hard. Uh, the way I did it works when I get, you know, I think we had 20 lists total for this, yeah. right? So uh, that worked fine because it wasn't too much. But if I get like 100 lists, like I would need some other way to... to uh, data entry them another exciting thing about this project is that these guests are gettable that's right because they're all people we know uh that uh mostly live here yeah i think there's a couple out of towners but a couple out of towners gettable gettable yeah and it it'll be fun right fun we know a lot of these people they've been on the show before yeah um we we love them you know them it's going to be great to have them back because we can actually, you know, have conversations about what thing things that, that people are interested in and have things to talk about. That was one of the hard things about Futurama. It's just like, I don't know what the fuck to talk about. Yeah. And sure. a lot of the time, the guests don't either. Yeah. And how can you blame them? No. I can't. I never I do. can't. These, uh, these, I blame you. I would too. <laughs> Um, and because w- when you when when you said, and I don't mean you uh-huh. personally, Alan, but when the royal you said, uh-huh. "Let's do Futurama," I didn't say anything. Right. Um, and all it takes is for good men to do nothing. Democracy dies in darkness. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna do the list. We're gonna do the list. Um, I called it the list fight. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I feel about it. Seems a little confrontational seems a little uh i mean you know maybe that's when we lean into it <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe we become jerks maybe we <laughs> like shock jocks well on our way <laughs> <laughs> uh 
but yeah, so the the new series will be Two Bad Neighbors in blank. And we haven't decided what the name is yet, but we'll we'll figure it out. We're talking about the top fifty of the twenty tens. It's yeah, gonna be so lots if you of fun. if you're curious and you wanna uh look at, you know, the top fifty or sorry, the the films of those er- of that era and maybe create your own list just to see how it stacks up against what the communal list ends up being. Like that could be fun for you, maybe. I don't know. Or just like hope maybe you're just like, Oh, I hope that this one shows up. And we're going to, obviously, at the end of each episode, say which one we're going to do next so you can follow along. Mm, so you can watch it beforehand. Yeah. Great. You can follow along with us. Um, I, I plan to have a, a, a little game at the end of every episode. Really? Yes. Well, that's interesting. Uh, and it's going to be a different game each time, but it's okay. going to be something where I'll basically challenge you and our guest yeah. to something. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Thank you for that. That will be, uh, I hope, tangentially related to either the movie we're talking about that that time or the next one oh something along those lines fun or just something about the two, 2010s you know right some about movies in the 2010s sure that's great yeah i'm loving it i'm already i'm already excited about it um so we're gonna start doing that i'm i'm in the mo- i'm in the mood where it's like uh let's not post anything until we have the first three yeah that's fair yeah <laughs> have them in the can yeah um and yeah i think we won't reveal number 50 yet either yeah no because no, we won't yeah we want that to be the first one that's a surprise. Yeah. And then we'll reveal them the day, the, the, at the end of each one. Yeah. Or should we always just wait? I don't know. I think we should reveal them at the end, but this is also something we can talk about off mic. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I just feel like if we're getting close, like we're in the top 10 and we're like, all right, the next one's this, then like it's easier to predict what I like. I like the surprise of. Whatever. We'll figure it out. Right. We'll either reveal it or we won't. Maybe in the top right. 10 we won't. Right. Okay. Maybe that's okay. where it, we'll just make it a bit more cheeky. <laughs> <laughs> that's a ways away. That's coming probably at the end of the summer. <laughs> and that's if, we, if we're good boys. We're going to do it. We're going to do it, obviously. We're, we're going to do it. We will be good boys because um, I'm going to be here un- Great. until November. No. Yeah. And I'm still mostly... Uh, for, have too much free time. Great. So I've done school. So that means work doesn't give me enough hours. I have a three-hour shift. Wow, God. We're gonna get <laughs> Just ruins my day. Doesn't give me enough money. Anyway, we're gonna go get on. more fiber in our diet. We're gonna get more yeah, regular. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> we need our bran muffins because we're excited about this. Popping Metamucil like it's candy. Yep. And uh, <laughs> the only thing that's going to hold us back is guest availability. That's true. Um, but that's why we, we also aren't necessarily going to record in order. Mm, that's right. right. We're just yeah. going to record because we, we know all the movies. Yes, so we do. if we're like, oh, like this person's free and we know we want them for that movie, that's like number 20. Mm-hmm. Let's record it now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah. Let's do it. We could even like pre-plan like maybe we have a full day where we can record two or three in a row. We shouldn't. Like the old days. Like the old days. Where we slowly go mad. Where we go insane. (laughs) And it's kind of fun. Yeah. That'd be fun. Yeah. I'd be okay with that. Because there's a lot of repeat guests, too. Yes. Yes, there is. Like I said, there's only 20, uh, 18 guests, basically, because there was only 20 lists, and two of them are us. Yeah. (laughs) And we're not guests. We're hosts. We are. We're very good hosts. We're very good hosts. We're really good at this. Yeah. And we want to thank you all for going on this journey with us. And we apologize to those Futurama uh, diehards who were very excited and are now probably disappointed in us. Uh, welcome to my father's life, all right? Oh, my God. <laughs>
<laughs> Alan's dad is a huge Futurama fan. <laughs> It was the only thing he was ever proud of that I did, and now I'm stopping it. Like, I do everything. Anyway. Uh, you finished a second degree. I did. Isn't that enough? Yeah, he doesn't care. Old man. I told him. God damn. He was like, that's great. <laughs> I was like, thanks, Dad. Send your son some Christmas meat. <laughs> my, mom, my mom also, I think, very, like, not, like, I don't know the right word, but, like, a little like why are you doing this again <laughs> with this degree but she sent me a, a graduation gift he's got it in his pocket it's it's a new wallet it's really lovely it's got a like a little inscription oh, this is so great i'm gonna read it yeah to my son wherever your journey in life may take you i pray you'll always be safe enjoy the ride and never forget your way back home i'm always here for you Love, Mom. That's beautiful. It's so sweet. And this is a really lovely wallet. It's a nice wallet. I needed yeah. a new one. Yeah. So, like, you know, even though my mom also wasn't sure about this this weird endeavor I did, because she's like, what are you going to do with it? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. I never know. It'll present itself. It'll present itself. Um, but she still sent me a nice gift, and, and you know, that's, that's all you can ask. You've earned it. I've earned it. You know what? I just realized as well, mm. a nice way to wrap up this episode, mm. that the, the sentiment of that inscription is basically the sentiment of Across the Spider-Verse. It's what Miles' mom essentially tells Miles at mm. one point that is really lovely. Also, a weird pivot here, but Miles' mom is fucking hot. <laughs> <laughs> and with that... <laughs> Thank you all for listening. Thanks for listening, everyone. Please remember to keep subscribed to our feed because we're coming back. We're coming back and subscribe to our Patreon if you want bonus stuff, um, which we're currently still doing the Mission Impossible movies. Um, and I, I mentioned this before, but I, I do feel like there's uh, space on our Patreon to do more Futurama. Mm -hmm. I think uh, especially like episodes that I think are really good or that mean a lot to me. Like I think we'll do those on the Patreon so that we aren't just completely abandoning this, this series. Um, but main feed is, is pivoting. Mm -hmm. So, so subscribe to our Patreon two two or three bucks a month, depending on your country. And you get tons of cool, uh, bonus content that hopefully we'll push out even more of once we get into a more of a regular swing of things again, rogue nation and fallout coming soon. Yeah. We're going to come gonna, in this month. We're going to, yeah, we're going to, yeah. we're going to go to the rogue nation. Yeah. We're going to do it. And then there'll be the fallout from that. And um, if you want to email us with your thoughts, with your maybe top 10, top 20, top 30, top 40, top 50 list of the 2010s, you can feel free to do so. The email never changes. It is... That's right. It's still the hammock district on third at gmail.com. Numerical three. And that will remain that way... Forever. Even with our... Now we're doing movies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we're going to have to explain it every time. The intro gets longer, all but the, people the song who, remains the same. Yeah, some people might subscribe to our feed once they see the movie thing and be like, why the fuck is there email about hammocks? <laughs> well, that's where Marianne gets in the hammock yeah. with you. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh. <laughs> all right. And with our last breath, we, we curse Zoidberg. Zoidberg.